0: This is VC Projects Podcast, and today my guest is Stephen David McKellar, who is a musician, painter, and poet from Cape Town, South Africa. After a 20-year career in music, touring globally with his band, Civil Twilight, Stephen began releasing his first solo records and returned to his roots in painting. As a child, he was trained in realism by his aunt and renowned South African artist, Donna McKellar before finding community and creative outlet through music and poetry. After a debut solo show of his early paintings in Nashville, Tennessee, Stephen has been refining his process and deepening his relationship to the medium through the exploration of identity. Neut Gedukt is his latest series of paintings, sketches, and pastels of everyday objects that are endowed with meaning on his journey of personal growth. Steven, thank you so much for joining me today
1: thanks for having me victoria this' great
0: <laughs> excellent I'm here at El nido in the middle of your exhibition mm-hmm. and I love it it's very inspiring um there's a lot of there's a lot of layers here and mm. you're over there on the other side of town um, we were going to meet together but but it, it didn't work out, so it's it's all good. And um, let's begin. Like maybe you could give us like a little brief summary of of the current exhibition, um, and and how it, you know started how it all mm-hmm. started.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: um, I was I was really hoping to be there with you in person today because I not only did I want to just. Hang out in the space with you, which is always so refreshing and inspiring. um i Also, just wanted to be uh, see my see my works again because it's been a week or two, and I, and that's so nice. You know, life 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 happens, and then you forget that. for <laughs> me I had mean, life happen the last few days, and then you forget oh, I've got to show up, and it's really I really love it, and I want to I want to I want to be in it again. Uh,
0: I totally get yeah. it no, I, yeah. I no I get it. We've been doing lots of the events, um, the opening, and then um, we did a listening party with your with your album, or um, and then I was like, I don't know what you call it these days, and <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah that's that's good <laughs> and is it an lp an ep a single I, I have no idea i don't
2: know i don't
1: think anybody knows nowadays
0: <laughs> okay it was amazing um the uh, the the record you you did you know during the time of the paintings and then we had a curatorial talk and um we've got a closing coming up and we're you know we're doing this podcast kind of doing this sort of closer experience of of your thoughts and how you um observe the world and Mm -hmm. and consider why you're making art why why is it necessary today
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and this and this particular show was uh i feel like it was a a new it was a new exercise in in um putting the the things that i believe in about art and about my own expression and what i feel is important about all this that we're doing and and actually apply that consciously to the to the to the process of the work of making the work um i I felt that's it gave it it gave it so much more in in, in intention and i think Mm. um you know, yeah. One of the things that I was I was going through at the time, and I'm still um, uncovering, is like, um, is a, is a, an for myself a new a new way of observing things and people and the world that I'm in. That's been changing a lot in the last two years for me in every area. You know, this, the the idea that <clears throat> the the world is is just what we conceive, what we perceive of. It. It's nothing else really. You know. And uh, when you start to take that into into um, um, art making and like making things that are physical for for people to observe and to see it, it it uh, it brings new depth to that process and that practice. Um, And I think this show for me was like uh, stepping over a threshold of actually um, for me being it was for me it was an act of being bold and showing work that reveals a part of myself that i've probably been hiding for a long time or maybe not uh um that i haven't been terribly that i haven't put forward to the world and the more you discover who you are you know that that picture gets pretty big and the more you discover who you are, the more you realize how much you've been hiding from the world. Um, And so, yeah, this show was like very important for me in that process It led me to that next, this next phase I'm in. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the show itself um, for those of you who don't haven't seen it or don't know about it, it's like a bunch of um, work that I did when I was visiting my parents in Cape town, um, and they were moving out of the house that I was born and raised in, and uh, so, so I'm just there. We go, my phone's charging now. Oh, it's about to die.
2: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so I was uh, help, I was there with my wife helping them, we were both helping them uh, move and could just sort through 40 years of life and 40 years of of memory and they were selling the house with everything in it so they were having to select the things that they brought with them i guess that process for me was very it was very important for me to be there for them emotionally but also physically help them through that but i found myself needing to process it in the whole thing in a new way because this is a home that i that my dad built and that i was born and raised in and this I had a really amazing upbringing and wonderful childhood, and so I could have uh, sat there and wallowed in the nostalgia of it all and kind of got swept away, which was a, which is a very nice feeling to to experience. But I I really wanted to make something of it, and maybe be be very present and and be brave enough to to to, to walk this into the future,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, not to see it as some um, murky like gushy memory that's just gonna fade but i wanted to like have something that i could walk into the future with and that's kind of what these works ended up being i mean they were done while i was there a lot of them are objects that i selected from around the house that i would that i would hold and and sit with in and uh, observe, trying to slow down time. Actually, that was my one of my big objectives was <laughs> I wanted the time to move very slowly and be very present. So I would yeah, take these objects and observe them and hold them and sit with them. And, and then these sketches and, and these drawings and uh, paintings started to come from that. Um, I didn't bring anything with me to paint on or any paints or anything, I just brought a few pencils and papers and then uh, my, my, my mom kept discovering things for me to use while she was sorting, sorting through stuff in the house she kept discovering paint brushes and little boxes of paints and so she would uh, put them in my room and I'll come back from a walk and then they were so I, would, I was I found myself with all the materials that, that I needed and uh, yeah it was an incredible time. I um, absolutely love and when I see the pieces and when I'm in that room where you where you and I just, I just like feel so so close to it all feels like mm. so warm to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It feels really good. Yeah, I've really enjoyed they've become friends, you know. Yeah. They've they've really beca- there's a there's a layer. I always believe that there's a vibration in the art if it's just made with some sincerity and it's not just an experiment of just not having contact um, emotional or physical psych um, psychic sort of contact and yeah your, your work has has that it, it, you know there's there's like feelings attached to them they sort of radiate and they have their own aura and um, it's been really enjoyable to have Mm. them here Mm. and and, uh, be with them and, um, and just to experience the whole, you know, installation and everything. Yeah. You've brought me a lot of, a lot of hope into the art world. Yeah, that's
1: good. That's so good to hear. I mean, you know, yeah, you 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 do these things, right? We make these things. Well, every artist, like, yeah, we make these things. We feel something. We resonate with it. We put it, put ourselves out there. And then a part of you, as you're putting it out into the world, you think, am I crazy? Am I actually crazy? You know, it's like, am I the is just am I living in such a bubble that I'm the only one who's like resonating with this and everything? You know, we tend to like fall into that trap uh, that that we're not human somehow. That that we've just made a very human thing and somehow we doubt that any other human will ever feel the same way.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's or, it's, a, it's you know yeah. There's amazing like um, layer or residue. I'm not sure, but I always think like you know, if I was making the art, does it really matter? I'm taking up space. I'm taking up time. Um, mm-hmm. is, is it, is it something that should be shared or is it nonsense? Mm. You know, I mean, like there's so much judgment goes into it for me and then I end up destroying it um, mm. because there's so much like self-hate or, I I shouldn't be doing it because of all of the baggage of um, family. You know, I mean, art is for other people. It's not. It's not for for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we don't we don't have a lineage of artists, so you know, artists. Anyways, so I think it's just really amazing because of you. It, it was, I think it is courageous to go into that house and be there and experience it with your parents and and not get like carried away on this runaway chariot, you know, of, of mm-hmm. horses just <clears throat> driving into the oblivion because of all of the emotions and fear and um, maybe excitement too. But mm. there's a huge unknown, there's this, and there's this, the first painting in the show is called Atlantic, and, you know, I, I can't help but wonder what that painting is really about, um, because mm. it is, it's like these, this vessel, um, it could be on the ocean, and it's just going through, you know, and, and we just don't know, apparently, we spend most of the time living in the past or the future. And it's very hard to be present. And so, you know, you just somehow were led into, guided, your intuition, um, said, you know, I, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make these drawings, I'm gonna make these paintings. And and here and here you have it, you have this time capsule.
2: hmm
1: Yeah. And what an amazing, yeah, what an amazing gift to be able to do yeah. that. Um yeah, I feel so blessed. I mean, she's to be able to, yeah, you know, you start, you start something, you don't know how it's gonna pan out. I mean, these works, I, I didn't even think about showing them, and, and you know, you, you, we were talking about
2: <clears throat>
1: doing a show there, and uh, it was my first show. I feel like it was my first official show. That's what I felt like, because I, I, you know, we. Every, every artist always feels like that whatever they're making at the time is like is it you know and everything <laughs> else everything else is for me at least like when I, whatever I'm into is like well, that's what I'm really into and you know? then yeah but um so but I you know when I when we were talking about doing this show and you asked me what what I wanted to do and I didn't actually have this these pieces in mind necessarily I was my first thought was like yeah you know put like you know you've been collecting a bunch of work over the last few years and you're like i'm just going to put my best foot i'm just going to put the most impressive works forward you know like best all the hits you know that's Mm -hmm. how we tend to think and um so with my first time exercising like a true cohesiveness with a project like this um not cohesiveness not just in the works themselves like physically but but in uh in like uh yeah in, in in a capsule these they sort of just it had to be this you know it was the first time i've had a a, a concept become almost personified and lead me mm-hmm. into into the next thing I, I i it was just like it was there so obvious this like thing this this embodiment of this moment and Everything and it was—I uh, was pleasantly surprised by that. I think I don't think I would have discovered that it, that that was there unless I um, gave myself a bit of time to sit down and 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 uh, shovel the shovel, like just m- declutter myself, get all the, get get the ego out of the way, and uh, look at what it was resonating. What's what's in my palm right now and what's resonating with me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that was a, for me a big you know a good breakthrough
2: yeah
0: um yeah it's I mean I was thinking about it I wasn't really going to talk about this but I was thinking about it the other day when I was driving um there's so many artist residencies and a lot of artists want to go away and and work on something or do something in this place. Obviously, be inspired or just be be in a different environment. I'm I'm not really sure. Um, it always sounds like such a great idea, but and I'm sure it is a great idea. But I don't think you set out to do that. And I know that you travel a lot and you make work all over wherever you are. I mean, you travel to Europe. You you travel back and forth around the United States and things like that. Um, I don't think that I'm not sure that you use travel and going from location to location to make art as a, Mm. as a structure. I don't feel (laughs) like you do that.
2: Mm -mm.
1: No, no. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean I'd like to try that someday and see how that feels, but naturally I tend to believe that well the way I I tend to work is um I don't want art I don't want I don't want art to be the inspiration for art. You mm-hmm. know I I need life to be that for me. I know that's a cliche, but like it's uh it's a cliche, but it's very hard to really live out. Um allowing life to be where allowing life to, to, to bring everything that, that you you are desiring and everything that you want to express, like letting life itself in every day speak to you mm-hmm. and and guide you in that. It's not you know for the longest time I I I did try the pushing sitting and striving in in a studio whether it be with musical or, or visual art and and um, and sort of working like you would in a gym or something <laughs>
2: um, yeah something
1: and, and like oh come on like, yeah you know sort of grinding it in until some and then sort of exhausting yourself and coming back the next day and it's either shit or it's like amazing or you know and like so, hoping to be hoping to be surprised we all want to be surprised by the work we're doing you know we want to walk in the studio the next day and be like oh my gosh yeah but we don't give ourselves we don't give ourselves time to tr- to be tricked into that surprise we mm. need to be we need to be like coaxed into it life can can do that for us you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and uh we operate so much um on autopilot so much of our day um we get amazing things done just running on autopilot you know mm-hmm. and then sometimes and that can be a good thing that can be a bad thing i can, mean, as long as you're aware it's great but it's, I think with art um of making it for me part of uh the surprise is is doing it um like you would do life basically not not terribly seriously, (laughs) in the sense that that it's it's play, you know. Like, I always want to go back to, I always do this with music and and any other form of expression. I go way back to when I first heard something or saw something that resonated with me, and then my first act of creation, of like physically manifesting something into the world, I think, and I always want to go back and remember what that felt like, and remember why I started that. And uh, I think most most of us can go back to a point in time in our lives when we were young, <clears throat> maybe very young children, kids, and our motivation for doing things was, was just so different to what it is now. But I think that we can't bring all the mushy, all the all the muddy. Um, complicated seriousness of adult life can't constantly be dragging that attempt our attempt to to be adults <laughs> and and uh we can't keep dragging that into our process all the time like i don't know just uh it's a it's a magic yeah it's a magical thing that we can never understand and like we have to let it breathe cultivate a relationship with it that it's that's not that's healthy and fun and not done on, on on terms of contract or anything like that i mean i don't know i that's the way i like to do it people uh, I've, I've tried a bunch of different ways over many many years and i'm in this phase right now maybe you, you may we may talk in five years time and i might be like um you know doing cocaine in my students
2: <laughs>
1: going all night you know <laughs> I don't know, but but uh, I could be anything in five years. But right now it seems to be what what uh it seems to be what gives me what gives me joy and peace. And I I love that. I remember when I was pretty young, I was 17 probably, 18, 17. I was really into music and I remember a friend of mine who was uh I was playing jazz bands and I was like rehearsing, practicing all day, really, really into it. And I um, remember my friend said, and I was willing to die for it. You know, I was willing to be a martyr, 100%. I was going to go all the way. And uh, a friend of mine, he was also a musician. He said, you know, you know that life is more important than, you know, than that's, than, than, than music. You know, and I, and, I, and that annoyed the crap out of me at the time. It's a very, that's a very shallow, it's not shallow, it's a very like, a very weighty thing to say with lots to unpack you know but the gist of it is that he was trying to tell me is that you know you have to go out and live live your life and get some get some stories in in you you know (laughs) I was just like reading about uh, um, Charles Bukowski Mm
2: -hmm.
1: how he decided he he wrote he wrote when he was um, in his teens a little bit and then in his early 20s he wrote for, for some magazines and uh got pretty pretty rejected and um so discovered the underbelly of it and didn't really like it too much and he was like, what he discovered at that age when he was probably twenty two or something he he discovered that um he hasn't got anything to write about yet, and so he said, I need to go into the world and like live some life so I can mm-hmm. write about it so he decided to do that so he spent ten years. Um, just uh, bumming around the States, like doing odd jobs in different towns, basically being a professional drunk and getting himself into all kinds of situations. Um, he decided to do that. Like he wasn't going to write. He was just going to go and live life and get ready, like go to the edge, you know, be with, go to the edge of people and circumstance. And, um have an adventure, and then ten years later, maybe twelve years later, he decided to start writing again. he's like mm-hmm. late late thirties
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh and then he was off to the to the races I mean geez. as soon as as soon as he put pen to paper, it was like explosive, you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and we've we've talked about that process too that wedding that wedding waiting for that wave to to uh to hit waiting for that like for the for the vessel to be overflowing and till so you, so you're like so excited that you just want to jump right in you know um that can be a tough thing to, to to wait out especially nowadays in the culture that we live in everything's everyone's looking for a life hack shortcut mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah point, you know um
2: yeah
0: but i think that um as much as experiences you gotta be willing to feel
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that is true and that takes that takes for me it's taken practice practice and bravery
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know to feel everything to feel what it's like to be a human being as much as you can at all times is, is takes an insane amount of bravery.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, you're, you're, you're signing up to really, really be here. And uh, everyone is including myself for many, many years was trying to not be here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's, I still wrestle with that. All the time. I mean, I'm going to be wrestling with that my whole life. Um, but that this all comes back to the, the the power of the work that we're all doing here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it. I think it acts like like patience, in in, in applied to the, make the making of a piece of work artwork. I think that act in itself that that move towards towards patience and uh, the flow of nature doing that when your own practice by yourself does something in the world even if it's even if it's never put out even if whatever comes of that is put away the act itself is a is a brave act that resonates in a in some other realm i don't understand it but i think it has an amazing impact and it needs to happen i mean think about what we're doing like like at one like um every generation every culture has to pass on the baton is that the right word you know this
0: oh yeah the yeah the, yeah, yeah the baton yeah 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 um
1: we could we could drop it and just leave it. <laughs> you know, but for some every time it gets passed on and then what and then once it's passed on, that's like then it's down the loop to the next. And that's an ins- that's an insane res- not responsibility. I mean, that sounds like a heavy word, but and an insane honor, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is being ca- this flame that this flame that could have died in humans, we could have mm-hmm. killed it off culturally, it's been passed on. This, the sacredness of what
0: we're doing you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um if if you're willing to you know i think i think artists are born i don't think they can be cultivated in school i think i think they can be encouraged but i don't think that you can train to be i mean i guess you can be trained to be an artist to technically draw and things like that but to be an artist that really expresses um a sense of life or a moment or a feeling like i said um what i think it's about takes a lot takes a lot into Mm. it you know so i think you have to you have to be willing to, to do that. And those people, I don't think they sign up for that. I think they're born into it. And, and they have, and they already, the way that they look at the world and observe, see the world, um, walk down the street and look at people and see certain things and how it affects them or doesn't affect them. Um, and then they internalize and process that. And then all of a sudden, they do a drawing. and the in the drawing, the way they hold the pencil or the charcoal has a certain lightness or heaviness or sketchiness to it. And that sort of like in that moment, all of that recording of life mm-hmm. gets from From mind to heart to hand Mm -hmm. to document, you know, and, 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 you know, we see that in artists or dancers or film, or, you know, it it goes on music Mm -hmm. and on and on. And I don't know. I think that as we are in the information age and we have access to so many things, technically uh, through technology, I think and because of the pandemic where we've had to adjust being at home or being inside and not being social um maybe that was the great plan on some on some merit we're heading mm-hmm. we're heading down another you know a corridor that is good in a way because it makes you go back to yourself mhm you know and then Mm -hmm. and then when when we now when we enter into public there's this sense of being
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree with that um it's an interesting point eh? yeah i feel like people people in my life that i know that that have been exercising a creative um Practice, you know, like poetry or whatever it might be. Yeah. The, the pandemic had, you know, different effects on everybody. Yeah. But but the results for a lot of my friends, they um, it what definitely helped them. It helped all of them discover, um, get a clearer vision for what they want to do, yeah. how they want to do it. Um, I think it also gave them. An understanding of how sacred their own work is mm-hmm. and, and how and 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 how how close it is to them i said i feel like a one of my friends but what i'm hearing about too is from people it's um gave them the chance to really connect like you said connect with themselves and therefore connect with what they're creating mm-hmm. but i think now we're we're actually still i mean we're living we live in la and la is still like in pandemic head you know we're still yeah. like actually coming out of that mm-hmm. kind of res- we're still in the reserved the reserved stage of of um uh, a lot of people are of holding us yeah. in holding them at putting keeping them at home um and then that 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 tends to cultivate a a, uh, a lot of s- self absorbedness <laughs> and that can be dangerous and i think um i'm mean, what i'm excited to see is not only people putting out work because yeah not only that because i love you know i can't wait to see that but i'm also excited about the most excited about everybody's um growth and um expansion of how how we observe other people and other people's work in the mm-hmm.
2: world
1: mm-hmm. i'm like you know in in, okay, in the music thing in the music scene like if you go to somebody's studio <laughs> um and they want to play some songs that they've that they're into or they're mm. like recorded or something they'll play you like 15 seconds mm. and then they'll assume that you're bored and assume mm-hmm. that that's enough and they'll stop it and move to the next track and everyone's totally cool with that i, I remember that starting to happen before the well, long before the pandemic, it was kind of a trend that was done happen where people just didn't have time to even sit and listen to a full a full three minute song. it was like oh, wow. so just like snippets, right? And then we're into like the TikTok era where it's it's all just becoming snippets, and I I don't have a problem with that, but um, you know, as long as I can um, as long as I can nurture, continue to nurture and cultivate my own um, observing of the world and Mm -hmm. how I I have control over that. And um, when I do that and I'm in the room, um, in a room with somebody or something that somebody's made and I give it that time, it starts to, if it has a human soul and vibration to it, if it has something in it, it, if I don't see it at first, it'll start to appear to me, it'll start to come. I mean, I think all of our, <clears throat> a lot of the our favorite pieces of work, um, whether it be visual or or uh, audio or otherwise, um grew on us. You know, that they that like, grew into us. They were they weren't just like we didn't just they weren't they're not just billboards we drive by and that we that we that we intuit like that we're instinctually attracted to,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it, like they, they, they like, they were like these odd, um, personalities that we found in our rooms that we sort of learned to live with and that they became a part of our lives. And because that's what happens when you give something time to grow into you, something that somebody else has made, you know, and, uh, you know you can again within then that being said you can stare at a painting all day and if you're not willing to really give into it um and and, and see it from different angles then you're not going to see it you're just going to be bored and frustrated <laughs> but well, um i think
0: yeah i think different people have like <clears throat> they have different attentions you know attention um mm-hmm. and <clears throat> And some people, it's kind of like, I remember I was in this library and I found this, and I didn't plan on finding it, I was, was it was in like an Asian art philosophy library, and so I was looking for a book on de- dying and death, you know, and I found the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and I was like, whoa, this is intense. And and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but I, I had been at university and I was studying tomb burials and things like that. And so I was ready for it. And then somebody said, well, because you found it, you were ready for it. You know, like if you didn't find it, you wouldn't have been ready for it. So it came now how much you're going to get into it or read is beside it may take you the rest of your life to get through it or return to it but now you know that it exists and i think some people like their depth their attention to depth could be could be different Mm -hmm. Um, and that's okay i think it's okay but back to the music thing that you were talking about, like, that's what I really loved about the listening party. And I was mentioning to you, I was so excited about it, is that, like, I wanted to hear the whole the whole thing. Like, we didn't listen to the whole album, but I wanted to hear the whole song. Like, I, I, I love the mm-hmm. idea that people had to stop and listen to it. And um, I really enjoy that. I -hmm. I really enjoy having to sort of have that mental block of like detour you are like going to be here and you're going to listen and Mm -hmm. you're so going to enjoy it and um, I'm notorious for going to these long concerts you know that are like an hour and a half long or something like that sit down and just letting it unfold um, Mm -hmm. I think is a an amazing thing because I don't know, I read recently that music cannot encompass time and space. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Huh. You know, visual arts does, um, but back to your work, you called this nostalgia. Um, you wanted to talk about the new era of art, venturing into self-aware awareness and liberating um liberation Mm -hmm. and the state of state of the work today and and where we're going artwork where Mm -hmm. where we're going with that so what what do you think about this new era of art um venturing into self-awareness and liberation into the self if if the person is willing to go there i know you i know you've done some pretty heavy work Mm. to to kind of get yourself ready for that Mm -hmm. type of art making or expression or reflection or consciousness or you know maybe Mm. it's all of those things
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's it's um gosh I mean for me it's a complete it's had to be a complete dismantling of my personal understanding of Art or like, what is um, mm. what is uh even just uh human behavior like? Uh, I did that for my own life. Um, before we were, we went to South Africa, we were in Paris for a month and a half, seeing some friends place there, and uh, and I when I was there, I was in the middle of um, I wanted to really get to the bottom of of understanding this nagging in me that i this nagging for success and this nagging for 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 um approval or some place in the world you know and i realized that i've been pouring my identity so quickly and and willingly into any avenue that seemed to have some momentum or seemed to um where I seem to get praise for or instant response from and I just I've been doing that for years um and never never sitting to question what it is that how I view this myself like what do I have to actually say about about this this thing that I'm making or um what is it that I really do want to make and so i just so dismantled my entire life after like you know doing music and expression and art and all that stuff for like so many years, I had to sit in and meditate myself into a state of, of, of being nothing, you know, mm-hmm. of, uh, being, I was, yeah, not a, not a musician, not a painter, not a, um, not even a man, just like break everything down, all that stuff. And, uh, in doing so, I think it, it naturally started to affect the way I view other, the, the way I view art, but then uh, questioning what it, what it really is and what it means to me, and how we get to this place of such not only self judgment, but how do we get to this place of categorizing the world, and compartmentalizing the world and putting things in categories, like you know just. Um, needing to find needing to, to to label things to in order for them to understand them and this this is natural like human behavior and it's all good stuff but i think where can lead in a creative in the creative field can get awfully messy and we don't need to add uh, don't need to add that stuff to an already very difficult journey you know yeah.
0: mm-hmm. um I I find it really interesting that like, as you're speaking about it, I'm contemplating what you're saying. And it's almost like you've created like, like some artists will go out and look for materials to work with and it could be objects, could be paint, um, and you know, materials, right? And it Mm -hmm. seems like you've gone inward to find to sort of refine yourself as a medium and in an in instrument to yet, like you've done this deep excavation within, and you continue um, in your own in your own way of contemplation and reflection mm. and observing, and then, you take that to to whatever medium that is whether it's music or sound art or visual arts or performance art Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's like really really an artist you know you're just Mm -hmm. really encompassing that and i i know like your grandfather i mean there must be some sort of um DNA from your grandfather you started Black Mountain College.
2: Mm-hmm. This sort of
0: because it's I I know we found you found together like some of his quotes and mm-hmm. you know, that you know that the world we sort of like categorize um not categorized but cauterized um mm-hmm. feelings and stuff like that and it seems like you've really really taking that on of
2: mm. en-
0: encompassing the whole the whole world you know like the whole mm-hmm. not not the whole world but the complete room you know the, the total room um it, it's really quite fascinating
2: huh yeah
1: uh well i think the uh, the the journey with discovering the journey discovering who my grandfather was and what he was about Mm. was was wasn't was amazing uh initially it was like resonation i i was resonation in me hearing about how what he believed education should be and um his approach to that i when i first heard it i didn't um i didn't even know that i was uh already doing this but it made me more aware of my um my my it built in passion for my own the, my own education how I approach my own the education of myself
2: in yeah. the world yeah I mean
1: I was I was like and I think that comes from my mother which definitely comes from her dad you know
2: mm. I think
1: uh she she pulled us out of school at the time we were in a, t- a little School in in Hout Bay, which is a little bit ba- village bay oh. suburb of Cape Town. Nothing going on. Homeschooling was like taboo. It was like for, and she was she she was American, and surrounded by a bunch of very, stuff British sort of, you know, staunch thinking, and uh, so she got a lot of flack for for being who she was, um, which is, she was very passionate about education, naturally, and the freedom of that, and she wanted to do it her own way, so she, my parents pulled us out of school, and I started homeschooling, and uh, that's where I discovered, like, time, I had time to suddenly do whatever I wanted to, And, and they had trusted, my parents trusted me to use that time. To find out who I was and to learn how to educate myself. Wow, it was huge.
0: Yeah, I,
1: and and I didn't go to college. I didn't have to do that. I, I well, I didn't ever feel the need to. I wanted to go to music school at one point to study jazz, but I'm so glad I didn't do that. I think that would have really messed me up. But um, uh. But now, in you know, all these years later, I realize. Um, Yeah. It gave me an understanding that I could, I could, uh, shape myself, like my Mm. shape have the power to do that. And what I feed myself, what I read and my thoughts daily, they all sort of end up shaping, um, yeah, my view of the world and end up, I have control over that. It's, you know, you don't, you don't get that from an institution, the the things of great value that we were here to learn as human beings are not taught in those places. They're just, it's just information. It's like, and like my grandfather's always, you know, he, he, a lot of quotes from him will go back, will go back to, um, um, or, you know, one of the, one of his quotes was, we, we don't, um, the, the facts of the world are always changing, but how we process the facts, we need to know, how, we need to like practice that we need, like, if we don't know how to process what is happening around us in our own way, and 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 the way you know, make it personal. Then, then we're always going to be um, chasing, and we're going to be we're going to be lost. Um, and that's even more uh, important and valued now nowadays with with AI and all that stuff that yeah you know, all that stuff that's happening now and, and that meeting we were at the other day where they were talking about
2: yeah
1: AI and how you know the woman who was talking was incredible she was amazing and she she was saying how um we're not going to know on on the screen we're not going to know truth from fiction yeah like that's going to be in um, impossible to to discern so news i mean it's already like that let's be honest um yeah. everything yeah. We're, we're 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 pitched um if we don't if we don't know how to process that ourselves we're gonna we're gonna end up in a lot of trouble and i think the best way to do that if you're an, if you're an, if you're an artist the best way to to like uh, practice that and is is through your own art forms through your own that's the you know it's like the key to like unlocking who you are as a person is um is starting to go on that road as a creator. But then as if as a I believe we're all creators, but you know as like a if you're passionate about plumbing and for instance, and that's your gig and that's what you want to that's we that's what you're you know, passionate about and what you want to dive into. Like the same thing applies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: you know the facts of your trade and how you do it like um, you have to uh tra- yeah learn to adapt to that and learn to, to 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 process the facts and i think the best way for someone to do that is to look at others and what they've made and and what is really human about about your neighbor and observe that and be unafraid to look at it and fully yeah. embrace it and and an artist art is there to, as, a, as that platform to go all that to go all the way to undress to like put everything out on a on a stage or on a canvas or on, in 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 frequency you know it's there that's what it's there to do like it's the and uh, and anybody can can uh, can have a like in art, there is an there is an immediate streamlined connection to um becoming better at observing the world, becoming better at observing what is in front of you and processing that and coming up with your own version, your making that your own story. I mean, the fact that we can I can look at a piece of work. Let's say a painting that someone's done that I'd never met before, and my my experience of, of that piece is completely personal. It hasn't got anything to do with anybody else. The person that's made it is, is out of the is out of the picture now. Their their essence is still lingering there. Obviously, there's some spiritual thing happening there I don't understand. But the fact is that that experience I have with that thing is nobody else's. I I for me to truly embrace what that piece has to tell me, I have to block out everything that is getting in the way of that all information regarding that piece as helpful as it may have been to, to get me to that gallery or, you know, the the articles or the billboard or word of mouth or the, the amazing things you've heard about it or the shitty things you've heard about it or everyone's opinions on everything like that might've got you there, but at some point you have to like, you know, for that piece to really sing and come to you, is like it has to be your own experience, mm-hmm. and I don't think we re- we don't give ourselves. Well, certainly we don't. We're not educated to do that.
0: Yeah, I th- I think that's true. Yeah, I think it's true. Well, I could talk to you forever, at least many hours.
1: Oh no, um, me too.
0: There's so much. There's so much to discuss, but as as we sort of wind down. I have this typical question that I ask and, you know, listening to you speak, I just curious about how much of your younger self is still present within you. And if you're happy with the person that you are today, you know, and I mean, that's what they say, like, you know, look in the mirror and <laughs> mm-hmm. look in the mirror and, and tell yourself you love yourself. <laughs> Uh-huh. But, but with all that, you know, do, do you reflect your your younger self? Did your mom and grandfather and father and aunt um, do a good job of raising you and you sort of shaping your world? And, and if so, what can you share to somebody young or old or beginning or experienced? Well, what would you like to share with them? A thought, or mm. an idea, or just something like one of my guests said. You need to f- make sure you floss.
2: <laughs> <That> <laughs> and I was listening. like,
0: and I was like, why? It's like because if you don't floss, it ruins your your gums and your teeth, and when you you know, and it's like really bad. And I'm like another person said drink water
1: <laughs> I
0: mean really basic meat uh, right? that's very and, yeah but but it's really true like if you're not if you don't take care of the vessel you're only working at half mast
2: mm-hmm
0: you know so mm-hmm. what do you what do you have to say today
2: mm-hmm
1: um well, um, you've heard this, you've heard me harp on about meditation before, but I, I, I'm kind of new to it. Actually, I discovered, I'd like dove into it uh, maybe two, three years ago. That
2: was oh, my, that
1: was when I really started, uh, learning how to do it. And well, and then, okay, so what that, I was, I'm already sort of very, um, um, inner vision kind of person i don't I, I tend to think that i i live in here you know all day and so you know and and so meditation like that just helped me like focus a little more on that mm-hmm. static happening and and what i what i'm doing now and what i've been practicing for a while is like learning to, to go to my favorite place right in 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 myself and uh, that looks like a certain way in my, my mind and i go there and i go there with i go there with my old self and i go there with my present self i go there with my teenage self mm. i go there with my with my child self and i go there as a t- as a baby as an infant i i bring all those people into the same space and and converse with them and sit and hear them out
2: oh, and
1: uh lovely. that's been massively massively helpful and get to get in touch with um to practice like you practice that and then you can start to receive stuff like mm. um you can receive like excitement from your 12 year old self about something you're doing now and uh, that's a very really cool feeling because i i you know we we want to grow up so quickly and we we want to get yeah. to our destination we, but but there is no destination, and we we discover that, and so we we reach forty, and we get like a bummed that, that 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 we don't see anything
2: mm-hmm.
1: coming up ahead. But uh, I like to go back and talk to my my younger self a lot, and uh, get get input from from him, and it's always like really simple. You know, the, their opinions are always like. Very simple, straightforward, direct, yes or no, and um, it's like yeah, it's helped me keep in touch with with that because I you know yeah like I said trying to be uh, I was trying to be growing up an adulty for so long and you can't you can't bring that into creating it's Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll just mess you up so yeah um uh. Yeah, I mean, I think that's possible for anybody to do. And um, we all have a childhood. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> if you're
1: still here, then you, you had one at some point. And um, I find that that's yeah, tapping into that. Yeah, it's giving me a lot of peace. It helps me. Uh. Yeah, prioritize things. Mm. in You um, yeah, and on top of that, do do drink lots of water. That is good. That is smart. And and um,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um it's crazy how fast it goes. You know, you hear about that all the time. And when you're when t- you're when you're eighteen years old, you know, you hear that all the time. Uh, goes so quickly, blah blah. Um. But, man, it does. But then you realize, damn, I should have, you know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I signed up for an adventure, and that's what I'm having. That's pretty much all I really care about. And I think if my 12-year-old self saw me now, uh, they'd probably think, I know if I met myself now as a 12-year-old, I would think I'm probably the most badass dude
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i yeah because i when i, I said that because when i was 12 i had no understanding of uh, uh, of earthly success what that really looks like and and what like i was just i was just, a, I was just a, you know i think i would have been um yeah my idea of, of adults and people i think could yeah I would, I would be stoked i
0: think no it's really yeah (laughs) 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 that'll be our next that'll be our next conversation what is the (laughs) earthly self yeah that is so cool um well great this this has been such a delightful talk um with you and i look forward to doing more and continuing the conversation on different topics um It's, it's really, really enlightening. I love, um, speaking to different people and hearing their story, you know, and it's not really their story. It's just what they're doing right now and what they're thinking right now. It's not their story. I mean, it is their story, but it's really just a conversation about where Mm -hmm. we're at. -hmm. So so I, I look forward to continuing this with you. And yes.
1: Me too. I mean, lots more to come and I, I I didn't get to ask you a bunch of questions that I had, but we'll do that next time.
0: Yeah, we'll do it next time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Great. Well well, thank you. And, oh thank um, you. And um for those that the show, the exhibition is still up until May 27th, um, 2023. It's at El Nido. Um in west no not west east hollywood off of western avenue and stephen is on the website um, bcprojects.art but he has his own website and you ought to check it out because you can find his music and paintings and writings and we didn't talk about poetry but um, as a writer we'll, we'll talk about that at some point but your website is what can you give it? it's chance? just
1: stephendavidmckeller.com
0: yeah
1: yeah and uh, i should be putting i'll be putting the the soundscape
2: mm-hmm.
1: to the to the exhibition up there pretty soon so
2: yeah
0: well oh, great great yeah yeah even made a soundscape for the for the this exhibition and it's we'll talk about that um next time but it's it's pretty fascinating just as the visual art it's it's collected field recordings that are meaningful to steven right
1: yeah 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 okay yeah i'll be up there yeah cool thanks so much
0: my pleasure
1: this this was great yeah um
2: wow thank you
0: thank you